Welcome to Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius, your source for horror, sci-fi, suspense, and all things violent. Thank you so much for joining me today on Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius. Today, at the end of the episode, we are not doing a short story. We are not doing Trying Not to Die at Ghostland, which the narrator still has not been selected. I've narrowed it down to about 10. I still need to go back through those, uh, narrow it down a little bit more, then give them to Duncan. And great news, that ebook is on sale for 99 cents. So if you're in the US or UK, you can pick that up right now for 99 cents. What a deal it'll be until I believe the fifth, so the next four days or so. Uh, it's already ranking really high. So I would absolutely love it if you guys could help me with that. Whether you purchase it, read, review, share, tell your friends, whatever. Uh, that'd be incredibly helpful. Leaving reviews on Goodreads or recommendations on BookBub. Like all that stuff is so incredible. Duncan and I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so that would be a great way to help me out. So if you like the book, if you like the series, if you just like me, shit, I'm pretty likable. Now I am. I used to be such a dick, but that's only because I didn't like myself. Now I like myself much better and I'm much happier. Um, and because I've also been doing jujitsu first thing in the morning. So this week I switched up to Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays for Coach Wes's class. It's been awesome. It's been perfect. I actually went in on Sunday only, well, I wanted to go to open mat to roll anyhow, but I knew that I had to make the commitment. If I was going to start going to 6 a.m. again, I wasn't sure if I wanted to wake up that early. I wasn't sure how Coach West's class was going to be. I've never trained under him before or with him. Um, but from what I had heard from everyone else, I was like, oh, it's going to be such a, a good matchup um, as far as styles and his coaching technique and all that. So I went on Monday, loved it, uh, been enjoying waking up early getting up around 4.50, 5 o'clock, uh, and I'm doing that on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well, even though I'm not training those days, um, but still getting up early, stretching, getting writing done before the kids are even awake. That is awesome. Just more productive. So uh, really enjoying that. But uh, yeah, so that is, uh, that's definitely been a positive thing uh, this week with everything going on. Oh, forgot to tell you what we're doing at the end of the goddamn episode. See, that's what happens when you wake up early, drop your kids off at school, and smoke before recording a podcast. Generally, I do this podcast uh, Thursday nights, so I don't have to worry about getting it out early Friday morning. Who knows what the day is going to be like today? Well, last night it was really late. I was not in the mood to record. I was actually upset about having to record and do the newsletter and all that, and it's 7.30. I was like, no. I was like, this is just upsetting me. I said, what is the point? Why am I doing this? Why, like, pushing myself? I'm still going to get it done, but I knew I would be in such a better mood. I would have more energy. Uh, yeah, just flying high after going to jiu-jitsu. I was like, why not record it afterwards? So, and another awesome thing that happened today during jiu-jitsu. Ah, damn it. All right, before I get to that, what's happening at the end of the episode? End of the episode, we're finally going to read from try not to die at death best because this shit comes out next week i have been terrible at launching books try not to die at ghostland did okay because duncan rouse already has a huge following he's excellent at marketing putting stuff out there sharing people's reviews i really appreciate duncan doing all those things so incredibly helpful um you know glenn is a first-time author doesn't really do much on social media more of a you know to himself kind of guy so i have to if i want this book to do well i need to 
do all the promotion. I need to do the marketing. And, uh, and that's something I should be doing anyhow. But like I said, fuck, I got a lot going on. Um, and marketing is always, uh, you know, in the back of my mind, it's like something I want to do, but this one is I'm happy with because, uh, new merchandise is coming out. Uh, if you can see it, uh, the trend is to die Frisbee is on the screen behind me. We're going to use that design for a Frisbee. Uh, also, uh, bookmarks that was just designed. Uh, what else just came in? Oh, I, I dyed it death vest, a cool little button for your jacket or whatever, uh, backpack type shit. Um, stickers are being made for death vest. Also going to get the temporary tattoo. So definitely doing a lot of shit there. Um, but again, generally, I don't ask for help. Um, lots of times, you know, I just put out one thing. But, oh, yeah, book release, by the way. Uh, so if you guys can help me with that, if you, if you've already read it, if you've left a review on Goodreads, that's amazing. Thank you. When the book releases though, you could also put it out on that review on Amazon. That would be incredible. If you could share a link to the book, if you could tell your friends, especially if they're into metal, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this one. It's a much quicker read than Ghostland. Uh, but I, believe the choices are a little bit more difficult because there are more choices. Uh, anytime there's more choices, it's more difficult. So less chances. And I think I was more of a dick on this one uh, because, uh, well, not more of a dick, but I just want to make sure that you guys die enough. When you don't die enough during these books, it can be pretty upsetting. All right. So that's what's going on. That's how you can help me. I would appreciate it. I'm actually going to maybe even send off some emails when it comes out to friends just saying, hey, you read it can you do the same uh i hate doing that i don't like asking for help i never have but um i also love offering help and when my friends take it, it makes me feel better too right so um there's that as well so this week i was uh yeah a lot going on it could be overwhelming even today i came home a little overwhelmed but it's all good. The jiu-jitsu helps with that. The exercising helps with that. Uh, had a doctor appointment this week. And what was awesome, he's like, dude, he's like, I don't even need to see you. He's like, just come back in a year. And when he told the front, the people at the front that they're like, a year? Like, none of your patients come back in a year. But I'm feeling healthy as shit. All my, all my lab results are good. So um, yeah, I'm motivated to keep it that way as long as possible. And again, I know bad shit could happen anytime. I know I could cancer, car accident, whatever. So I'm not taking this shit for granted, but uh, no, I definitely enjoy feeling better. Um, you know, the better I feel, the more I'll be able to create. So this week was getting books ready for Germany. Uh, I got 250 books here that I'm gonna ship off. Uh, and then I just contacted someone over there in Germany to arrange the shipping of books straight from Amazon to them for the other one. So I'm gonna get a bunch of death fest, uh, probably like another 200 or so books. It was hard knowing how many books I should take, but with, you know, 20 some books, um, because some of them are in German, I think I have about four in German. Uh, it's quite a bit. So I'm glad to have got that done. Not a lot of creative work except for, um, helping other authors with their stories. We lined up the death fest confession. So that shit's done, uh, which is exciting. That's taken up a lot of my time. That's okay. So this week has been more of a uh, publisher, right? So it's my first real anthology. I'm not even writing a short story for this one. Uh, Joe Young, who was one of the later editions, just landed me the last two people, one from Finland, 
one from Germany. That's amazing. So we have, uh, out of the 15 authors, seven of them are international. Well, I guess they all are, depending on where you're at. Eight are from the U.S., seven are outside the U.S. So we have Australia, we have three from Canada, we have Germany, U.K., uh, and Finland. So that's pretty cool. Very excited about that. Uh, and I believe the first three stories will be released for the when I'm at Frankfurt for the book fair, which is bitchin', especially if one or two of them are in German. It's going to be incredible. Uh, so that is the plan. So that's all awesome. Um not really, you know, I didn't have much time to work on back at grandma's house, but I did, I did go through it. And I realized I was talking about it with my son last night. He was looking at, I only have three pages. He's like, what's that? I was like, oh, it's the end of back grandma's house, but I've been struggling with it. He's like, well, why? I was like, well, I don't know how these last two scenes, I'm just struggling. I think right now I just have a major, well, not major writer's block, but I just have all this attention going to these other projects. Hard to focus on this one. I've had so many deaths kind of similar in this one. So I was like, ah, I want to make something different. But you no, know that's what I'm going to I'm just going to finish it this weekend. There's no reason why I can't send it off to my editor, PW, and I know he will improve it. And we will have yet another book out before the book fair or right at the time for the book fair. Um, so again, great news. On Tuesday, my buddy called. He wanted to hang out. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to cancel everything. I'm just going to put everything aside. I'm still training in the morning and then the afternoon, you know, all day while the kids are at school, instead of writing, I'll hang out with him. It'll be good. I know it'll be good for both of us. Got a lot of awesome talking in. But while he was here, we also happened to develop a new uh, short, a new book, uh, probably 12 different short stories. I'm not going to even tell you the name right now, but it's awesome. Uh, very excited about the whole thing. And I was like, okay, well, this is just one more project. Well, let's put it there. Let's see how much he wants to develop it. Whether or not he does, I really want him working on the Trinatidae in Iraq, but this is also cool. And then he calls me the next day to tell me his first short story idea, already developed it. I was like, okay, I see where this is going. So maybe that will hit. Who knows? Who knows when that will hit? But just another thing in the in the works, right? Um, you know, and I don't have to spend much time with it. I'll, I'll have these talks with him. He'll develop it. I'll give him ideas. Um, you know, bouncing some, like, we only had like a 10 minute conversation yesterday, but I was able to bounce a bunch of ideas off of him. We went back and forth. Now I have a cool idea that I want to use for other books. Um, so that was awesome. And then, oh, this week took a little break from slash tag, which I am loving. I'm already back on it, but, uh, this one only took me, you can see that, uh, this one only took me two days or cranium. I loved it. Uh, these guys can write, uh, I often am. I can be picky when I'm, a, I, I can be pretty picky and snobby when I'm reading, right? I, I think any writer can. Uh, one thing I liked about this is it's about four different authors um, and they have some of those same things. It's, but yeah, it's, it could be very easy to be critical of someone else's writing. Like if you, if you spent so long breaking yourself of a certain habit, or if you learned something one way or another way and, or just whatever you like and don't like, but with this book, there was none of that, which was awesome. Uh, very creative, very original. And I want to work with these guys to create something in their world. So we're going to talk about that, uh, whether it is Try Not to Die, Set in Their World, or another new project. Um, I would like to do something. So we're going to set that up. I think that'll be really cool. Um, Damon Manx is one of the authors from 
confessions. Uh, so I can't wait to see. And his story is going to be sick. He already told me what it was going to be about. Uh, that's going to be a sick one. Um, and uh, Mark Taos. So very excited to talk to them, see what we can develop. But yet again, it's like, holy shit, one more thing. But if I do something with them, I'm going to say, hey, I would like you guys to do the majority of the writing. You guys are fucking nailing it. But I just have these ideas, and then we will just do this, this, and this, and we'll figure out something super cool. Don't know the length. Don't know any of the details. What's going to happen? I just know that I would like to create something with them. So that's what I'll do. Now, and without the worry about, okay, that's number 32 or whatever books that have to get done. It'll get done if it needs to get done. Um, so today in jiu-jitsu, awesome practice. Uh, we're headed towards the end of practice, and I forget how it came up, but uh, Coach Wes asked me something about writing, and I was like, oh, are you interested? And he said, yeah, so we're going to talk about it. And in my head, I'm like, oh, it's probably going to talk about jiu-jitsu, and I could tell him about the jiu-jitsu project I have, and that'll be cool. But then he starts talking about um, what his book is about and it's fiction and this and that. I was like, awesome. I said, so, so whether or not it is something that we would work on together for Try Not to Die or whatever else, who knows? But I told him, I was like, I just love that part. I love the creation part. I want to sit down with him and just break down his book. Like, all right, here's here's how we do it. This is This is it. We do this, this, and this. And then we figure out these chapters and then we figure out this and then we figure out that. And then how about these characters? And here's how we put it together. And for me, like that's an afternoon. That's a fun afternoon, whether or not it is my project. If I'm helping a friend do that, helping someone else, that's super cool. I enjoy it. So, um, and if it turns out to be a try not to die related book, that's awesome. Cause as I told him on my way out, I realized like, I'm just trying to create this fucking empire. I want to create a, series too big to fail um and that is what i'm attempting to do and i think i'm just a big nerd that likes to talk with other nerds about writing uh that's cool i think before i was so embarrassed of it it just wasn't a manly thing um but whatever man i enjoy it uh what's what's the point of uh, anything if you aren't doing the shit that you enjoy doing i'm incredibly grateful the other day i was able just to hang out outside and read this book and take some notes that was my work day right so uh no incredibly grateful incredibly happy there are other days where i'm fucking just working all day long and i'm doing a lot of busy shit and i'm doing emails and i'm not doing that fun stuff but because it's my business it's you know, I'm the only one responsible. If, I, if I'm going to make it, it's going to be because of the hard work I put in. Um, and all my co-authors, of course. Try not to die at Death Fest. Uh, I think you guys are going to like this one. Or absolutely hate it. A loud bang wakes me. So I bury under my pillow. Hope they're not doing construction. Two more bangs, just as loud. Some asshole knocking on the door. My head feels like it's being crushed in a vice. My eyelids, heavy curtains, refusing to open. But through the cracks, I see it's 8.13, way too early for a Saturday. It's probably Ronnie, our bullshit RA, wanting to complain about something. I lick away the dry drool that seals my lips. Go away, I yell, my voice cracking and stomach cramping. It's going to be a rough morning. Open up, Jerry. Got a surprise for you. How the hell is Kyle up when he was with me all last night at a rugby house? Or maybe it was a soccer house. I can't remember. Did I ever know to begin with? Never much matters to me what sport the jocks actually play, as long as they have free booze at their parties. Dude, 
Please just come back later. Kyle pushes open the door that I forgot to lock. No can do, man. I lift my head and drop it back down. Let out a long groan. Dude, we got like four hours of sleep. Kyle's looking positively bubbly as he lifts a bulging plastic bag. Cheer up, sunshine. His black shoulder-length hair is swept back from his face with a slightly windblown look, but also as if each hair was intentionally and carefully put in place. I know this isn't true, that all he does is run a brush through it, but I can't help but be jealous. My hair is so frizzy and brittle that I have to keep it pulled back in a ponytail if I don't want people thinking I'm part scraggly poodle. In fact, pretty much every one of Kyle's physical features is more attractive than mine. He's taller, better toned, leaner. Even his eyes are deep blue, while mine are muddy brown and boring. Sometimes life isn't fair. He's also more stubborn than me and obviously not going to leave. So I say, all right, what's in the bag? I patented hangover cure, of course. Well, most of it anyway. We'll make the coffee here. It's a critical ingredient, you know. He pulls out a purple Gatorade, tosses it over, and sets a greasy Taco Bell bag beside my alarm clock. We need to get you ready to go, bro. We got shit to do. I'm still pissed at Kyle for waking me, but the Gatorade's cold and purple's my favorite. The throbbing in my head amplifies when I sit up to take a swig, and I'm afraid I might puke. I rummage in the desk drawer for the Advil, pop three pills, and wash them down. Only shit I've got to do is go back to bed after you get out of my room. Kyle heads for the hallway with the coffee decanter. Well, that's simply not true, my friend. I consider forcing him out, but the thought of moving makes me queasy. Instead, I sit at the desk and pull out a taco. It smells amazing, and considering how perky Kyle is, there must be something to this hangover cure. I don't remember much about last night, but I know Kyle drank just as much as I did. The taco squishes between my teeth. Grease coats my tongue. I'm halfway through when Kyle comes back with the water. Dorm rooms really should have sinks in them, he says. Such bullshit always having to go out into the hallway just to get water. I mean, even prison cells have sinks in them. Yeah, those are toilets, bud. Toilets and sinks? Such luxury, he says with a wink. I'm on my second taco, and I must admit I feel a little better. Kyle returns and sets a steaming hot mug on the desk. The smell of freshly brewed coffee is always comforting. Probably reminds me of my mother, some cycle babble nonsense. Take it easy on the tacos, he says. I'd make that my last and chuck the rest in the fridge for later. I nod and sip the coffee. I'm beginning to see the wisdom of Kyle's method, but would still rather be sleeping. Okay, so what gives, man? Uh, what are you doing here? Death Fest! He reaches into his pocket and pulls out four tickets with a flourish. We're going to Death Fest, baby! Hungover as I am, I can't help but smile. We had talked about going, but never made any real plans. I hope I didn't say something stupid last night and ask him to buy them. Tickets are around $250 apiece, which means Kyle dropped over a grand on this. He always seems to have money despite not having a job or rich parents. Whenever I try to bring it up, he just cracks a joke or tells me not to worry about it. My best guess is that he has some money in the stock market and does well with it. My second guess is he's counting cards at the casinos on the weekends or something. But wait, when did you get the tickets? I don't think I could afford this, man. Kyle shakes his head. He seems to have plenty. He seems to have plenty of money. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you. Who are the other ones for? Tess and her friend. Now hurry up. You need to get ready. We're meeting them in the North Lot in an hour. Is this part of the hangover cure? Because it is definitely working. 
We turn the corner around the athletic center and head into the parking lot. A tall, thin girl in a black spaghetti strap tank top is loading bags into the back of a silver SUV. Tess. I've known her as long as her brother. While I objectively realize she's gorgeous, just like Kyle, I've always seen her as a little sister to me. We did make out once last year when she was a freshman and I was a junior, but I didn't really feel anything. Seems it was the same for her, because nothing changed afterwards and we're just as close as before. Not that we're besties, but we're good friends. We're halfway across the parking lot when a dark-haired girl pops out from the driver's side of the SUV. There's so much heat shimmering off the parking lot, I'm almost not sure it's a woman. It's going to be hot as hell today. That's Luna. Kyle grins at me like an evil imp. I think you'll like her. Oh, God, not this again. Is that what this is about? Go with it, Kyle says under his breath. How many hot chicks do you know that are into metal? Since I split with my ex, Kyle's been shamelessly attempting to pimp me out. Never succeeding, but always trying. Luna is very pretty, though, and tall for a girl, only an inch or two shorter than me, and sexy, thin, like Tess, but a bit curvy, with jet black hair streaked through with blonde highlights. She's got dazzling green eyes, a bright smile, and a small upturned nose. Even the way she moves is sexy, deliberate, yet gracefully fluid. She's wearing denim shorts with an old and worn t-shirt that's cut off at the bottom, just enough to show a bit of her navel. Let's get this party started, Tess shouts, sounding like she already has. Allow me to make the introductions. Luna, Jerry, Jerry, Luna, you already know this other asshole. Cal scowls at his sister. Hey, let's not forget who got the tickets for whom, shall we? Tess bows down. Yeah, yeah, you're the best. Thanks for the tickets, dickbag, Luna chimes in. She turns to me with a sweet smile and shakes my hand. It's nice to meet you. Boys in the back, girls in the front, Tess says, heading for the passenger side. Sorry, sis, Kyle says. You and I can sit all crammed in the back, just like old times. We'll have them put on some oldies and argue like mom and dad. Hell no, Tess says. It's an hour drive. Kyle just grins and steers her towards the back. You got shotgun, Jerry. Tess resists for a bit and gives up. She lightly punches her brother in the arm and turns to me. Well, seeing how I have no choice, I concede shotgun to you. She curtsies and slides in her earbuds. Kyle gets in behind Luna while I toss our backpacks in with the girls. I close the tailgate and walk, and walk around the side of the SUV, my palms sweaty, thinking about sitting next to Luna. I'm not sure how those two sitting in the back together is going to work out, but I'm glad to be up front despite my nerves. We're 45 minutes in and I feel so much better. An annoying pop song comes on the radio and I lean over to turn it down. As I adjust the knob, I catch the scent of Luna's perfume. It smells wonderful like flowers. Kyle should patent that as a hangover to cure. I got most of Luna's story, but there wasn't much to share. She's from South Dakota, a small town outside of Rapid City. She's open and easy to talk to, though she doesn't seem to want to talk about her family. I'm still a little nervous. Fortunately, Kyle is being his charming extrovert self and isn't leaving me struggling in silence to come up with something to say. Hey, wait a second, Luna says, looking at Kyle in the rear view. Do we want to take 80 all the way through town? Oh, take 680 north and get off on the first exit after the river, Kyle says. Now anyway, like I was saying, I thought it was a rat, but it turned out this chick shaved this muddy little dog because its hair kept getting in the way. Luna and I tune Kyle out as he continues his story. There's not much traffic until we arrive at the 680 junction. Luna points out the signs for construction ahead as we cross Dodge Street, but it's too late and we're caught in the stop-and-go crawl. So much for making good time.
Kyle says fuck four or five times. This is such bullshit. The conversation dies down a bit as Kyle sulks in his back, sulks in the back seat. We keep inching along. No one reminded him this was his idea. For a while, it's quiet, aside from the sound of Tess occasionally drumming on something with her fingers or humming along with her headphones, off in her own world. Kyle leans over the seat and points to the North Maple Street exit. Get off here. Uh, I don't know, Luna says. I mean, I don't have GPS or anything. I, I don't want to get lost. It's fine, Kyle says. I can pull it up on my phone, but I come up here on weekends all the time and know exactly where we're going. Take this exit. We'll take we'll take Maple to 60th and then Mormon Bridge back to 680. We'll come out on the other side of all this bullshit. Trust me. I think it's a bad idea, but only speak up because I don't think Luna will. Kyle, you really want to take a shortcut through North Omaha? Seriously? It's barely North Omaha. Besides, it's broad daylight, and we're not talking we're not talking about Compton here. Famous last words, I say. Come on, man. You want to sit in traffic all day or go to Death Fest? All right. Your very first decision. Do you listen? Do you listen to Kyle or do you stick to your route? Stick to your route or listen to Kyle. What are you gonna do? Stick next week and I will tell you the correct answer after I read the nasty wrong answer to you. That one might be not too nasty. I don't think this one is. I think you'll be anyhow. I hope you guys enjoy the story. If you could pick that up on Wednesday when it comes out, China's Diet Death Best. I believe it's $2.99 for the ebook. You could also pick up the paperback. Share it, tell your friends, recommend it. All that would be fucking amazing. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate the support. Have an incredible week, and I will talk to you later. Peace.